0: what's up welcome back to my podcast what you wants? i'm your host mandy and this freak show is what i call my life so we're back with episode number five in season two so i feel really really good about this thank you all for listening thank you all for you know just being my support While I went through my things and I hope that the conversation I'm bringing to the table now Is so much better. I definitely feel better about it um, In my own self. So With that being said, let's jump into today's topic And I'm calling this episode Get Your Mind Right And What I want to talk about today is self-love because in the past couple episodes have kind of touched on like what is love and how do we see ourselves and so today I want to say you know how do we nurture the individuality in ourself and just some kind of trends that I see happening you know that I feel like are positive things in one sense and negative in another and I kind of have these mixed emotions about what I'm seeing and what I'm seeing is, you know, a lot of women on TikTok who are just they're in some fucked up relationships, the whole relationship is fucked up, you know, and It goes one way or the other. Either she is to blame or he is to blame. And I have to say that I don't agree with that. I don't agree that it is one person who fucks up a relationship. It is both people who are in the relationship. He might be a narcissist, but in your own fucked up trauma, what are you? You know, are you a submissive? Are you looking for somebody to... Lead you or think for you? Are you someone who is in a place of, you know, just not knowing yourself or not loving yourself or not respecting yourself? I mean, how do we get to this point? Because both of us in the relationship are fucked up individuals. And I could take me and David all day long and say that everyone who ever meets my husband thinks that he is that stereotypical wife-beating narcissist everyone we encounter strangers you know everyone, cops courtrooms just people who meet us in general because that must be the only way that the two of us could be together because to look at us individually we are really we look completely opposite our look is completely different on both sides of the spectrum and for us to to be a team he must have some kind of you know narcissistic power over me and I have to say y'all I'm a bitch I I, I know it I know I'm a bitch. I will throw a tantrum in a heartbeat when I don't get my way. I'm a fucked up individual. My own trauma has led me to be where I'm at. Where I don't feel safe in relationships because 90% of the relationships I ever experienced were fucked up relationships. And I think at this point as I'm doing research now for the for my topics for my episodes then you know I'm thinking you know like I'm I'm not what people think I am as a matter of fact if anyone in this relationship is the bitchier one it's probably me I am the bitchier one and David really has been through so much trauma in his life y'all had to step back because there was there was a whole lot of toxic behavior when we first got together you know in the honeymoon phase it was you know it was really a business deal y'all my husband and I got together about a business deal we were going to make some money together and somewhere along the way of that journey you know it was about making happy memories in that honeymoon stage and no commitment and no pressure and just really having fun with each other. And that was the start of our whole relationship. And so we did. We did that for you know the that first period of time he ended up having to go to prison behind his you know his own, background and what he had been through and he knew it when, when he met me and he never lied about it he, he was honest about it and I have to say that I think that was the the draw in that was one of those boxes on my checklist and that's where it, it began for us but when he came home from prison it was a whole different story because by then he had read so many of my intimate thoughts I would just write him pages like everything that I had pent up to that point hold on y'all okay so sorry about that but everything that I had pent up to that point I let it out in these letters I would write in they were more like books and in four years, he got to know just about every aspect of my crazy. Now, he was not the same. It was not reciprocated. He did not write me long letters. He would write me once a month or so. And it used to make me really upset that he wasn't the same way. And, you know, again, as I look back and I'm, I'm giving my own life evaluation, I have to say that it's really because he didn't trust and because of his trauma it causes a lot of lot of trust issues that we have had to work through through the years because you see even though he showed all those red flags in the beginning he showed one trait that i knew would be the key trait to making it past and healing not just myself from my own trauma but you know, healing, walking with him while he heals his own trauma, because I can't heal his trauma. He has to heal his own trauma, but I could be there, you know, to support him and whatever he needed. And sometimes we need to just fight that out. And I think the beginning of our relationship was just that we were fighting out our own traumas and it was rocky. Oh my god, it was rough. It it really was. And again, in the fighting, we had to set some boundaries of, you know, I know that we're pissed off to the maximum of our biggest feeling of anger, but we can't do these things. We can't do these things. Maybe when we get there. See, I had I had been through counseling. You know my whole youth behind my dad and my really not just my dad but my my family as a whole, and um, I knew that when I started getting angry, that I she you know my my counselor told me to just walk away, just walk away and go cool down, and you know my granddad had tried to instill the turn the other cheek philosophy, but. I'm not one to back down from a fight so that was that was out for me I couldn't do that I can't turn the other cheek but I can set boundaries and I can fight in a sense responsibly and that's how I kind of felt about it you know that it was a responsible fight I could argue my points I could validate myself I could get my feelings and my thoughts out there on the table and then I could walk away and think about all the words that were just spoken not my not just mine but his as well and his one aspect was that he would respect those boundaries and that's why you know it is so important if we're gonna love someone we have to respect their wishes trust me he did not want to walk away and go cool down anywhere else he wanted to hash it out until you know we said he was right and he came to realize that i was not going to say that because i had my own valid thoughts and feelings about it and the way that i think we were brought up were to play these exact roles you know as a husband and as a wife and how we were expected to behave In that relationship and we've had to really overcome that and the first thing was really easy for him you know that I really don't want to be officially married we've been together for 20 years but the thought of marriage scared the fuck out of me so bad and still does to some point Um, I know now that David will be the one that I'm sitting on the front porch with in my rocking chair When I can't walk for myself, Um, you know, and I know that we have the longevity to get through whatever life throws at us in the future because we have been together for so long through so much in our own relationship and in our own healing. David's healing did not come easy. For him, it took the better part of, you know, 15 years guys this is not just a a we can fix this overnight kind of problem healing your trauma becomes this lifelong journey in yourself and that for him came when we went through the great family trauma now you can look back in my journaling episodes and see what the great family trauma is but just the synopsis is you know our kids we we were all separated it was a fucked up situation caused by toxic relatives and our kids suffered trauma without our guidance there we were incarcerated and they were in foster care and um, the foster parents beat them and you know, that that was a lot for them to have to recover from. And David's main thought when we were free and we won the kids back was healing them from this trauma. Because in his mind, no matter what had taken place at the foster parents' house, just the trauma of being separated from your parents for you know, six month period of time. And as a kid, uh, and these guys were young, they were not, you know, of, of um, conscious age, or, you know, thoughts, they were just in those toddler observant and mimicking years. And so we went to counseling with them. And it was really one of the best moves that we could have made. Because David took a really, really active role in counseling. So he would go to counseling sessions with each one of the kids at different times. And again, being a parent with David is really awesome. Because when we first had, were pregnant for Woody, again, we're trying to heal him from his trauma. And his is is great. So you have the chance with your own children to create the life that you wish you would have had to give them the respect that you wish would have came from your parents and your family and you get the chance to love someone unconditionally because no matter what any of the kids do you're gonna love them it's gonna make you happy because they're your kids and as as we're going through counseling and he is he's talking to the counselors and he because he is the dominant conversation it is his personality I am a dominant conversator so you know res, I respect that it clashes but in counseling it was really a blessing because he would talk about how it made him feel for what the children went through in comparison to his own life and made him really sit down and start thinking about all of the trauma that he really experienced. And then our conversations started getting better. It was more like our arguments, you know, came down to a conversation. Instead of yelling and hollering to get our point across at each other we calmed down and was like wow did you really know that you know this that you experienced in your life with your mom how would you you know what, what, what would you think or what type of person would I be if that's how I treated our kids you know if I did those same things to our kids and it began it began for him the self-realization of just how fucked up it all began for him even to the youngest age that he can remember and when he realized and recognized that that our mothership was the true test of the woman that we were is how do we teach our children and became like an aha moment for him and that's what I want to be able to give to you to give to you that aha moment oh yes because in the healing of ourselves that's when we're gonna find that unconditional love that we're searching for in these broken relationships and we're going to be able to love and respect ourselves and everyone else around us you know so if david can have an aha moment anyone can again we're not special we're just human beings and we have just been through our the trauma that we've been through has brought us to where we are where again even for David and his counseling and being able to say, Oh, yes, look, I was putting you in this category because all of the women I had ever met behaved in these ways. And you, you know, show these kind of characteristics that I attribute to these women. So you must be like those women. And we're all or nothing. And I can be, you know, wild and crazy and have this most flamboyant personality without fucking everybody I see you know and there are women who don't there are women who go to the club go to the bar they are the life of the party they you know get it crunk you know get it jumping and then you know they're fucking everybody there and so I understand that that's what you've seen in your life but you know for the all those arguments that was my main point that just really finally clicked for him is you can't compare me to anyone else I am my own self and I have to say that if I had not been built myself strong enough in all those counseling sessions uh, I don't think our relationship would have lasted I I really don't. I think that if I had not been mentally and spiritually aware of myself, my feelings and my thoughts, I don't I don't believe we could have made it. We, I really don't. So the fact that we could, everybody stands in awe of and says, "Oh well, you you know, you're so strong." I don't feel so strong. I don't feel like I'm any different than anyone else. So. Knowing that you can just change your perspective. On the way that you see your partner. Your friends. Your mother. Your father. Your. Whomever you're in this relationship with battling. Yeah. I believe that it can bring about, you can bring about some change. And again, it starts with loving that person right where they're at, respecting that person for their own decisions, and knowing that you can only control yourself. Because all those years, that's what I had to keep telling myself. I probably told myself that literally a billion times in the course of 15 years. And Again, I know that if I can do it, anyone can do it. But as I've been thinking about all of these topics that I want to talk about, is really like how did I get to this point of being strong enough to be an individual in a relationship that inspires someone else to take pride in their individuality and lift it up and be self-recognizing even coming from some severe narcissistic toxic trauma because usually that's what happens with these we'll put this in quotation narcissist. and the reason I put it in quotation is because I don't like labels Labels fit you into a box, and I'm not in a box. I might dip in this box, and that box, and this box, and that box, and these boxes. Because at the end of the day, you know, when my kids grow up, there's going to be some things about the way I parented them that they're going to love and appreciate. But there are going to be some things that are like, man, that made me fucked up. I shouldn't act like this. And they're going to have their own revelations as to what fits best what skills and characteristics they need to strengthen in themselves to be able to live their own lives and again that's where these labels are are toxic in themselves and we're human beings and we suffer the toxic trauma of our experiences in this life because it's not just one type of experience that affects us I was raped at 16 I was called a liar and a slut for the next 10 years really 20 I just left at 10 you know um, there was addiction all around me stepdad dad mom in her closet you know again everywhere I looked uncles friends everywhere I turned and you know people who are addicted they do toxic things all the time because they're not in a a stable set of you know a stable mindset and again all this trauma and I could list all the Davids but I don't I don't air his dirty laundry I could talk about mine all day long but His is only his and I have to give him the respect of saying, you know, he's been through a lot of fucked up shit and eventually I hope to get him on the, on the cast with me, you know, again, for him to have this aha moment that this could be a a viable conversation in the world, you know, and again, I've shown him several times and it just has to take that one time that makes it click so David if you're listening I love you so much maybe one day we can get on there because I think for a man to come out and say hey you know what I really went through some fucked up trauma and my trauma isn't any different than a girl's trauma I've had narcissistic parents, I've had people with addiction in his life, he had sexual um, misconduct in his life, and I'm gonna call it sexual misconduct, but, you know, again, no different than what I went through in the subject matter, like, ex- experience-wise, was way, way more traumatic than mine, way, way more traumatic, and, he had to deal with it a as a boy in this world where he wasn't allowed to have feelings about it thoughts yes and they better be angry thoughts because any other kind of thought and you're just a wimp of a man but you can't show emotion other than anger and Really, we want you as a man to react in violence. Please react in violence to this trauma because that's where you need to be at. That's what men do. And we're sold this. He was sold this. And he lived it for so long in his life that now we have children. I have to ask him, is that how you want your kids to grow up? In a house that's driven by anger and rage all the time at every traumatic experience that you have? It's not. It's not what any parent wants for their kid. It's not. So, I'm going to take a commercial break. We're going to come right back. Go visit our sponsors. You're in for quite a show. what's up welcome back to my podcast what she wants i'm your host mandy and this freak show is what i call my life thank you to our sponsor anchor and this platform for all that you have done for me it's amazing to just be in my own growth right now. Um, uh, and I love it. I think it is amazing. And anchor, if it wasn't for finding your platform, I wouldn't be here right now. It, it's just done a world of, of good for me. So we are talking about life really being a balance. That's really what the culmination of this show will be about. And I have covered a wide range of different angles about life and how we perceive it and how it's just not it's not in balance, it's not in harmony and we feel disarrayed. Because the more people that I talk to about this, the more that I find the same opinions and we can feel that there's something on the horizon for humanity and we don't feel as a collective Like it is a positive thing that is headed our way. And most of us are preparing for apocalyptic days. And when COVID hit, I know that we as a human collective said, this is it. I knew it. I could feel it. I feel it in myself. And I don't care what your belief is. I don't care What, you know, race, creed, none of that matters in this feeling because I have talked to a lot of people across the rainbow of humanity. I talk to everyone because that's what I do. That's my nature. I just talk to people. I talk not to hear myself talk, but just to talk. I interrupt conversations. I jump in at the cash registers. (laughs) I I don't care if you're walking down the sidewalk. If something you say catches my ear and I feel like I need to make a comment on it, I am going to comment right there to you. And... I'm not gonna I might not stick around for a discussion. Maybe it in in you know tails having a discussion, you know, whatever it is, I talk. I talk to people and I talk to people about some real ass shit. That's why I'm successful at sales because I will come with some real ass shit. We will discuss it real for what it really is for the situation. For whatever we are discussing. Whatever our topic requires. We are going to discuss it all the way real. In that topic. Because I don't know any other way to be. My grandfather used to cringe. Every time I would just blurt out. What I was thinking. And even in my encyclopedia. I was a walking talking encyclopedia to my sister. And to most of my family. I'm just a walk and talking and encyclopedia. Bitch, I worked hard for all this knowledge I put up here and I'm going to use it every chance I get so I talk to everybody. I I worked really hard to be something it that did not turn out in my life. And again, I use this knowledge that I work so hard for in my daily conversations with everybody I meet. and It it is a wonderful gift to me because I get to see the beauty of human beings every single day in all of our realness. Now, I don't agree with everyone. Don't think that is the case. Like I only comment on the things 90% of the time I'm commenting on the things that I don't agree with. You know, I like to remind myself to pay compliments as much as I can to keep the positive energy going and not get caught up on the anti-negative, I don't agree with your opinion standpoint. So I do try to include as much positivity as negativity in the things I comment on. And I work consciously to maintain the positive ratio. That way I know that I'm putting good out in the world as much as I'm calling out the bullshit and that the world has flowers that do grow from the shit around it and it shows me the beauty of life. That That is the beauty of life to me and you know in my new little theme song it, it even says it, it's a part that describes me that if you don't like it I don't really give a fuck. I, you know, I am spiritually, emotionally, and mentally sound. I am, I am going to stand on my own too. And the only person of this world that I really give a shit if they love me is myself. And it's not selfish to say it. It's absolutely not selfish. And so I want you to be able to stand on the same firm base that I stand on, that no matter what you're encountering, positive or negative, that you are secure in yourself. And so that's why yes, last um, episode, it was so important for me to really get to the point of meditation. And when I started like meditating on my own and calling out myself and telling my husband hey look I'm setting this boundary right here I need 10 to 15 minutes of just quiet time to myself I need to quiet my brain and my body I need to just be in this meditative state and he called me out and said well if you were really about that then you would just walk around in a meditative state it wouldn't be just like 10 or 15 minutes of the day and I was like "Ugh." truth bomb just landed in my backyard all right all right you're right you're absolutely right but first give me the respect of these boundaries so that i can stabilize myself and i can start at the bottom i can start with just a few minutes a day until i have practiced enough that i can stay in this state of mind all the way through and so he did. He gave me, gave me the respect of it. I had my time. Most of the time it was because he dropped me off at work early. And then I would just have time in the, you know, room by myself before shift began. Then I could just put my headphones on and close my eyes and not worry about anyone else who was in there. And those moments felt so good. Now I'm, I'm back and I have a lot of space now I have a lot of time I have all that I need to get into this meditative state and be that way all day long And this isn't like oh it just clicks one time and oh that's it no that's not how it works this is something you have to consciously decide with every thought with everything that you do everything that you say everything that you think everything that you feel you have to like capture that and say wait a minute nope that doesn't go with my decision yes that does we'll let that one pass but we got to change that one it needs, you know it needs a new style it needs a more positive vibe we're going to send it back for positive vibes oh look mr positive vibe right there fourth from the back you come on up here mr positive vibe thought we're going to let you um get VIP access. You can proceed. And then the next thing you know a lot of these VIP celebrity thoughts are coming through your brain and it's bringing all this positive energy and then you're glowing and everybody's complimenting you and you know other people can see a, a change in you but they can't quite describe it and you keep doing these things and you're practicing and before you know it becomes a way of life for you. And positivity in itself again has no conditions. It has no conditions. Positivity doesn't have to be, oh, only these actions are positive and these are negative. No, the positive and negative come from does it take me where i want to go to the life i want to live or not or not because i'm gonna tell you the ultimate thing is that you're searching for is unconditional love and respect and that defines your happiness does this bring me unconditional love and respect no, it doesn't. Let's wipe that out. And then there are always going to be two sides to that. There's going to be your opposing side to that. You see, because that yin and that yang, that balance, life life balance. And you're going to have to stand strong and firm in your positivity when all that resistance comes. And you're going to have to be strong enough to not let it block you. To dodge the meteor shower, so to speak, of negativity and make it through that. Because you can. You can. I'm living proof that it, you can. You can. I don't have any kind of degrees. So, again, I have some knowledge I read and a preparatory experience in my life. I haven't let go of. There's a purpose, though. There's a reason. I can't let go of it. And that becomes my calling. The life experiences that I've had to lead, positive and negative, have brought me to a point where I am firm and confident in what it is that I'm being called to do. And make the changes that I'm being called to make, not only in myself, but in my community. Because in the next few episodes, I want to start discussing changing our communities legitimately. Not just how we see ourselves. But actual real life changes. So. Guys if you're out there. And you're listening. To all the men folk. I don't you know. All of you. It's it's time for time for some healing for you guys i know that it's hard to be a man in this world we expect so many different things of you especially as females we want you to be the good soft and gentle but the rough tough and outlawish all in the same breath we do know what it feels like to be expected to do two opposite things it's been passed down from generation to generation in women at least guys now you're torn in a sense in a new society it wasn't always this way for you most of you were expected to you know grow to work earn money and take care of your families and that's what most of you have done you know Again, we've got some creative people in these generations. And I love the creativity that is coming out. I love the expression that is coming out. No, I don't agree with every point that is being made. But it's not for me to agree with. It's not my life to live. I don't have to live their life. I have to live my life. And I respect them for their life. Whatever they choose to do with it is, quite frankly, none of my fucking business so I don't want you sticking your nose in my business I do like that we have come to an era where we are trying to set stereotypes aside that we're trying to dispel the myths that we've been sold for years and years and years about ourselves and each other if I'm fat that means I'm ugly I don't have valid points because I'm a girl I can't think because I'm a guy I'm supposed to be stupid and just work like a rat I don't cry I can't find emotions honestly honestly none of it's true none of it's true because honestly we are all human beings we all feel and we all think and we all act on those thoughts and feelings so it's time for us to seize the collective community judgment and seize these thoughts that are coming in to ourselves and our communities and I know everyone says this has been said like thousands of times on repetition but I don't think you're getting it I don't think you're getting it I don't think you realize just the depths of how this affects us as a whole as a people I'm going to take a short commercial break. When I come back, we're going to discuss some ways that this affects us as a community. Ain't no motherfucker in this world can do it like me. Open up your eyes and insert a little rising. You don't have to love me. You don't have to like me. Got enough love in myself and my psyche. You should have the same in your brain nightly. If you want to taste, it, you can fucking try me. Welcome back to my podcast, What She Wants. I'm your host, Mandy, and this freak show is what I call my life. I am talking about life being balanced today and balancing out some of these things that we really need to, to find and normalize in ourselves so that we can flourish as the individuals that we are while creating a community standard of unconditional love and respect. Now, I'm going to tell you how, because in the last segment we were discussing how this affects our community. And how this affects our community is like this. It starts with something as minuscule and small as being at the fucking customer service or the, the checkout in your store in your grocery store and all the fucking bitching you do you grumpy ass motherfucker go heal that trauma that you got and then come back to me with some positive vibes now i'm the type of resilient type person that i just deflect that pew pew pew, pew like wonder woman pew pum pum off my wrist blade bracelets and I bring it I let it go right back to you right immediately I'm not even hearing it I will politely sweetly belittle you in front of the whole line and let you know that that's not what's up no we cannot be disrespectful in the customer service line in the checkout line in the store we are shopping at across the board For you to come in and feel like someone owes you something or should be at your beck and call for any fucking reason is absurd. It is absurd it is that disrespect that I'm talking about and you ain't caught the right one to put a fist down your motherfucking throat knock all your teeth out and that's probably the problem is that we've discouraged you know letting it out and letting people who are disrespectful have it and by it I mean a punch to the fucking throat that it is just running rampant disrespect is running rampant and instead now we're getting guns and we're just shooting people who disrespect us we're pulling knives on them yo we're we're hurting people with more violence than if we would just duke it out if you're so bold and you got the nuts to act like that to say those things you got some serious fucking trauma going on with you and you need to heal it you need some love sweetheart i will love you through to the other side when you can get some positivity in your life and find your own true happiness that's what i'm here for i'm here to love you unconditionally till you get to the other side with your angry ass bullshit i'm not gonna let you run over me i'm not gonna let you tell me what to do i am going to be as sweet and respectful as I possibly can and let you know that your disrespect will not be tolerated here it took me one month one month one month to show our customers at my big box store that we didn't have to be ugly to the employees that we could be kind and courteous and that by extending that respect in our community because we have that level of respect in ourselves, it is going to create more positivity and thereby bringing you the good customer service that you are searching for. Because I promise I do not have a problem with disrespect from my customers at my vanilla job. Most of my customers love and support and encourage me in the position that I'm holding there. And they know that I am doing the best job that I can possibly do to make their experience shopping the most pleasurable that it can be. They know this. I have demonstrated it time and time again. Again, I don't have to be disrespectful to get my point across. I don't have to be violent to get my point across but I do get my point across disrespect will not be tolerated here I respect and love myself and I expect for you to do the same thing I expect that you respect and love yourself I expect that you love and respect your children who are completely embarrassed at the commotion that you've caused with your negativity yet again Because even as the trends come down, narcissists aren't just men. Imagine that. A lot of them are mothers. Do some fucked up shit. Expect your kids to just ride or die with you because you they mama. I'm all for that. Until you cross that line where you have just disrespected yourself your family and your community and then I cannot support that I cannot be for you like that now I will offer you some unconditional love until you get the healing that you need and anytime you want to come around me you will get some good vibes and I will send you on your way with some food for thought and hopefully it will be some seeds that you plant that you will eventually grow and reap bringing out more positivity in your life And I know, I know that there are a lot of you out there who have encountered me face-to-face, person-to-person. And we have had some thought-bearing conversations. And at the end of the day, the thoughts that came, the actions and the feelings that came after those conversations became an inspiration You went out and achieved your goals and you did your thing and you're providing positively in your community. And I can name you all, but that's not fair. And you know who you are out there that I have watched just as you have watched me grow from that moment. I have watched you grow from that moment. Our family and our friends the community that we have created together and it is beautiful and awe inspiring it is God in human life form it is the miracle that we're all seeking and I've been blessed to experience it with many of you out there now The next way that this affects our communities is one that we have had to endure years of years and years of and completely made me sick about the knowledge that I had been pursuing and really gave me the healing You actually, I brought something positive from all these negative experiences that I am so thankful that I did not end up where I thought I wanted to be because I did not want to be that type of person. And I am talking to all of you who wear a uniform with a badge. The shield or the star, one of the two, but y'all are all the same. never forget when riverside county pulled us over this woman she knew she was going to pull us over before we got to her she was skidding out so she could get behind us and pull us over although she lied and said that's not why she pulled us over pulled us over for a license plate light or some dumb bullshit but they thought they they were going to make a big old bust We were driving something old and rusty, pulling a nice old rusty camper. We were some dope fiends traveling in the middle of the night. Bet they had some dope on them, some alcohol, something. That 78 old rust bucket, Boy, she got judged. And they did. They plotted amongst themselves. They did. I recorded it they plotted amongst themselves that Sarge said if he ain't had a drink he's had one tonight I wonder if the if she has enough money for a room it doesn't matter if she has enough money you know old Joe Blow will come over there he'll get with her help her out you know you know it's all in the recording till they found found the recording device and figured out that it was on and recording and you can hear the oh shit moment in that and then sarge came to me to express about his family he had a family you were out destroying my family and you didn't think that that negative energy that you was putting out behind the excuse of a badge and a uniform wasn't going to come back did you grow up with so much trauma in your life that you don't know what the fuck respect is and how karma works because we've normalized karma it's coming back for you did you not think that it was that instantaneous because it was for you that night sarge You were out there to destroy my family. Because what you taught this young female officer who looked up to y'all. She was probably blowing y'all in the back of the units in the middle of that small desert town. Y'all had her convinced. I wonder. I've spent many, many days wondering. Because when they put me in the cuffs and they took me to the jail to book me in on the catch and release. I had to wonder to myself. If this statement that I made to her looking her dead in her eyes through the rear view mirror. As we drove to the jail that they could not detain me at because there was no female inmates. And I told her that when something happened to her mama her daddy and they took sick and she better remember this moment or when something happened to her kids or her nieces and nephews and the tragedy hit home to remember me my face and my children for this is the family that you were trying to destroy it will come back to you it will not be you personally it will be the ones that you love It will be your family because the energy that you sent out that night was the destruction of my family. And you thought it was a joke and a game and y'all laughed at it and I caught you on tape. And while nothing is ever done because I'm white and nobody really gives a fuck about how we get fucked over by the police too, it was all good. It still remains an open ticket for my husband. And it's some bullshit that you won't drop it. But eventually, God will make a way for me to make it to your courtroom and play that on the court record. And trust and believe that that time will come because it will come. But this is how it affects our communities. Because somebody who is Christian goes to church with Sarge. And they pat him on his back and they praise him as a hero for keeping the city streets safe while all along the energy they are putting out into our community the disrespect that they are putting out into our community is the energy that our communities are getting back and then we want to cry Like there is nothing we can do. It is the war on drugs. And it's a bunch of crackheads. No Karen. No Karen. It is you for praising the man. For spreading the energy. Of disrespect. And doing the devil's work. And praising him. As if he did a job well done. When all along. He is fucking over you. Your belief system, your community, your place to live. He's bringing your family bad luck. Now, I know a whole bunch of people that say, oh, no, we need the police. No, bitch, you need to be respectful. If you wasn't out here disrespecting a motherfucker, chances are no harm and violence will come to you. Nobody will throw punch you for the bullshit you doing. It's time for y'all to go get right. Because if you wear a badge and the uniform and you go to church and you, you worship that Bible and you say that you walk the walk of Jesus, it better be in the streets where I can see it. Period. It better be in the streets where I can see it. Because if y'all wasn't doing some fucked up ass shit behind the guise of being a hero in a badge and a uniform, then we wouldn't have all this fucked up violence going around that we need to be kept safe from. So I feel like, as a sales and marketing person, that that is nothing but a PR stunt to give you a license to do what the fuck you want, so that people feel they need you, bitch. A motherfucker don't need you. I don't need you to keep me safe. I don't need your judgment. I don't need your negative energy passing around in my community no more. I'm fed up with it. Look what the fuck it has gotten us. It has gotten us no goddamn where. No fucking where. A whole bunch of insecure ass people running around trying to get some respect and love and can't find it no fucking where. So they turn to take it from a motherfucker. And they give it different labels too. They give it money they give it dope sales they give it hustle they give it the grind they give it gangs all labels all bullshit. join the gang because you want it love and acceptance love and respect because acceptance is respect for you to just be you but that's not what you end up getting it's not what you end up getting (coughs) what you end up getting is caught in this cat and mouse game a continual fight for respect because you're being disrespected in your community How else, how else does this affect our communities? How else does this affect our everyday life? Women, right now, we're in a fight. A fight for our rights. A fight for our right to our bodies. Now, <clears throat> I done said it before. I was raised Roman Catholic with the Latin Mass, extreme beliefs, and nations And I, as a personal choice, decided that I could not ever go through with an abortion. And then I was raped and I got pregnant. And I still say that I should not have aborted her. Now, I don't think my mother should have gotten custody. And I think if I had made some different decisions, there would definitely be a different outcome. But my oldest daughter doesn't like to hear it because the honest to God truth is that a, a girl of 16... Is too young to be a mother. But there was someone who was ready, and I denied them that blessing by choosing my mother over them. And if I could go back, that is what I would do. And I'm sorry, Eva, if that hurts your feelings, but it is the truth. It is the truth that if I had made that decision instead of the one that I made, They were both hard to make. That I would be in a different point in my life. I wouldn't have had to experience some of the things that I have. And so it is with a great standing and love and respect of myself that I stand here and say that I don't regret even the decision to give you to my mother. It made you a wonderful and beautiful person, even though you won't acknowledge that I see it. I wasn't the right one to raise you in those rebellion years. I was not. Imagine the trauma and fucked up shit that I was involved in that would have affected you as well so again how does this affect our communities how does women's rights whether you believe in abortion or not because I'm pro-life baby pick the life don't kill it Don't stop the miracle because if you stop the momentum of miracles of life, they're going to cease to exist and thereby humanity will cease to exist. Don't stop, but acknowledge that maybe there's a harder decision that has to be made. Maybe there is a woman right now who has a lot of pent up love to give. And they need that blessing, that miracle of life, but it's not for them. Again, we could live in harmony in this. And I'm not preaching pro-life because if it is you to decide that you could not give away your flesh and blood and you would rather terminate it in an early pregnancy, by all means, that is your choice. And I, you have to accept the trauma that you're going to cause to your body in making that choice. Because later on, you may want children. And my sister was the one who had the abortion. And she had trouble getting pregnant for the rest of her life. She was told that she wouldn't have children because of that procedure. But we don't want to work to make procedures better that would enable us to be able to make the decisions that we really need to make. They don't want to give us better information that would say, yes, this is going to be a healthy baby or no, it is going to experience trauma from day that it comes out. We don't want to face the reality of what those decisions entail. But motherfucker, this is my body. And it's not your decision to make. It is mine based on my own relationship in spirituality my own physical body because at 43 I don't want to get pregnant again although my body wants to believe that it is 20 it is way too old to carry a baby anymore and I feel bad for my husband because I have to say no because I am fertile No, we can't do it. We have to abstain because I don't want to carry another baby. And I know, I know that if we connect in our love and the miracle of life will come forth. No. And it is hard. It is really hard. It is hard to overcome the securities because the lack of it in your life says well maybe they don't love me anymore and that couldn't be further from the truth I'm more obsessed with my husband now than I was then and it thrills me to know in that things I said as a 25 year old girl to him in our intimate moments that he knocked off as not being able to think because I was a girl and because I was so young that I wouldn't be able to fathom the depth of my thought are now coming as truths to the light in our lives. And I love the beauty of the seeds that I sowed. And I look back on the 20-year journey that it got, that it took to get us here. And I'm like, wow, look at all the amazing things that we were able to experience Together, even the negative ones. The negative ones were more like hiccups in the asphalt. Bloop, bloop. You just roll over them and keep going in the beauty that surrounds you. I have been to more places in the United States, and I'm thankful my husband is a roundabout, unique, byway kind of driver because we really got to experience the back roads to everything. And it was an amazing journey. And I have no doubt that that will come to fruition in our life again. Just not yet. Just not yet. Right now, right now our journey is really just putting this message out there. Is saying the words. Is getting it onto the platform. say I know that we are tired of fighting this war on humanity it is too much energy to spend in all the negativity I really don't give a fuck what you do and I really want you to not give a fuck what I do just give me the respect of letting me do what I want to and I'm going to return the favor And even though I might not agree with you, I am still going to love you through the process. I am going to be there when you need someone to listen. Just an ear. Just a clap. A cheer. A chant. I'm not there every day. But I'm always lingering in the background watching. I'm always with you, energy to energy, soul to soul. I don't have just one soul mate in this world. I do have one perfect partner, my awesome teammate, without whom I could not battle the war of life. But my soul mate is every human being on earth, we are soulmates, and we really search in relationships for that connectedness to other human beings, to other soulmates. And what we want from our soulmate is unconditional love and respect. On that note, I'm going to wrap up my podcast here today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button. Let's grow my listening base. You guys are out there listening. So uh, you obviously love some part of the content. So just hit subscribe for me so I know you're there. Give me a thumbs up. On the episodes that you like the discussions that you want more of so that I know where we want to take this discussion I'm on a mission I'm gonna restore the love to humanity y'all have a blessed day